Hey, this is Keith. I'm the pastor of Blaze Church. Welcome to our podcast. I know today's message is going to inspire you, encourage you, and lead you to know God more. If you want to connect with us, visit us online at blazechurch.org. Enjoy today's message. Today we're starting a brand new series, uh, and I'm privileged to be able to kick it off for us. So it's called Loves. Everybody say loves. Loves. And so we're going to walk through four weeks of this series. Um, Now you may ask, why is it called Loves and not the singular love? And I'm glad you asked, or rather that I asked for you. Uh, But the answer is that we're really going to look at this one word that we have in our English language, love. Now, the reality is in the ancient world, they had multiple different words for love. But we say like, I love my wife and I love pizza. Like, I I hope there's a difference in the level of love there. Uh, We're going to talk about like all the different levels of love and what it really means for our lives, because there really is so much to discover here. Um, And today we're going to kick it off by talking about this word storge. Everybody say storge. Excellent. You're speaking Greek, everybody. It's awesome. Storge means family love. And so we're really going to talk about what does it look like to love your family, like love your literal family. Now, when I say loving your family, what facial expression are you tempted to make? Is it one of these? Like, or is it like, oh man, I love, like, I just love my family. And they hit differently for all of us in that different seasons, different times. So big topic, but have grace with me. I'm going to give a stab at it and we're going to work through it together. Does that sound good? Awesome. Sounds good. So here's what I'm here today to convince you of. Like, I'll I'll let you know my motives right from the start. All right. I'm here to convince all of us that we need a family love from God so that we can express a family love for others. Can you just say that with me? Say, we need a family love from God so that we can express a family love for others. Like I'm, I'm deeply convinced of that and I want you to be as well this morning. Like truly loving others, truly loving our family is only possible when we experience the grace and the love of God. But let's talk about this word, this storge for a moment together, this family love. We can define it as a deep and caring love that develops naturally between family members. You could say like it comes by default, right? I know we've all experienced or seen storge before. What might that look like? You know, for me as a dad, like holding my little girl for the first time in that hospital room, like just that natural affection that comes as a parent. Or parents, as your kids get older, it's just like you always love them, you always care about them. Um, children, like in this space, like we're, we're all kids, right? Like we're just a little, little taller than the ones in there in Blaze Church. Uh, but maybe it's like appreciation for mom and dad as the years go on and you look back, like that's all storge, that's all family love. Uh, it's even husband and wife. Like there's different types of love in our marriage relationships, but there's storge. There's like this natural family affection or grandparents and grandchildren, like spoiling the grandkids and then sending them home with way too much sugar. Thank you all for doing that. Yeah, I appreciate you, Cindy. You're right there with my mom and dad. Uh, But it's, you guys get that, right? I don't have to explain that too much for us. We all have experienced or seen this storge. So we are going to talk about loving our literal family. Um, 
Now, again, for you, what comes to mind when you think about family? I do recognize that there is a thing as family drama. Can I get an amen from somebody? Like we did an entire series on that in October 2021. If you were here or you remember, or you can go check it out on YouTube, like really looking into the hurts and the wounds that you may experience in your family. Um, And although I don't have time to look at all of that today, just recognizing we all have different experiences for what this word family looks like. But I think we can look at this all together and learn something really powerful this morning. So here's the question. How can we love our family members? Like, how can we actually love them well, especially the extra grace required ones, the EGRs, right? We all have those in our lives. If they're sitting next to you, don't tap them, don't turn to them, don't look at them. But how do we love our family members well? That's what we're going to discover. Um, And again, the only way is to truly experience the transforming and empowering grace and love of our God through Jesus Christ so that we can love our family members well. So to do this this morning, let's turn to God's word. And we're going to look at a real life story of someone. And her name is Ruth. Everybody say Ruth. 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 And we're going to look at Ruth and her family. We'll look at Ruth and her mother-in-law, Naomi, and she has a sister-in-law named Orpah. Everybody say Orpah. Orpah. That's a fun name, not to be confused with Oprah, okay? Um, But uh, here's some cool context. Do you guys remember King David, like David and Goliath David, right? So Ruth is David's great-grandma. I I thought that was just really cool. Like we find this biblical account in the Old Testament in the Bible. It's a short book called Ruth. And so here's, uh, let me just set the story for us and then we'll jump into some scripture. So there was a famine in the land of Bethlehem around the time of like about a thousand or 1300 before Christ. So a thousand BC, there's this famine in Bethlehem and there's a family there and the husband's name is Elimelech. That's another fun name. And his wife was Naomi. So you got Elimelech, Elimelech, I can't say that, (laughs) tripping me up. Elimelech and Naomi, and they have two sons. All right, so you got this family of four, husband and wife, two sons, and they are in Bethlehem. There's a famine. Now, I know I say the word famine, that could be kind of lost on us, but think about like the time and day, there's no technology, like their crops equal food and their food equals life. So if there's no food, there's no life, right? So they're looking at this situation and they're saying, we have to go somewhere. So they up and move. They, they pack up whatever they have and they travel about 60 miles to get to this other land called Moab. And they're just trying to find food and survive. So this family of four, they pack up, they go to this land of Moab. It's an unknown land. And while they're there, Elimelech dies. So you have this husband, he dies and he leaves his wife, Naomi, as a widow with two sons. So imagine that grief that this family is experiencing, that Naomi's experiencing. So they get on with life and about 10 years go by. Uh, Naomi's two sons, they marry two women. And this is where Ruth comes into the picture. So one of Naomi's sons, she marries, uh, he marries Ruth and her other son marries Orpah. So two women from the land of Moab. Now, about some time goes by and both of Naomi's sons now die. Now, just to lean into that moment, like imagine the deep grief of this widow. Like she loses her entire immediate family, her husband and her two sons. 
and she's left in this situation in an unknown land with her two daughters-in-law. And so that's kind of, that, that's kind of our springboard. We're going to come into the text here in Ruth. And through this, I want us to see six practical ways of showing family love. All right, sound good? All right, so let's dive in. We're going to start in the book of Ruth. If you have your Bible, feel free to turn there. It's Ruth chapter one, verse eight. Otherwise, we'll have it on the screen. So here's our first verse. It says, then Naomi, again, that's this widow that we're talking about. She said to her two daughters-in-law, go back, each of you, to your mother's home. May the Lord show you kindness as you have shown kindness to your dead husbands and to me. Now, the first practical way I want us to see, like, again, we're going to learn through this account how to love our families well. The first thing that jumped out to me was Naomi says to them, may the Lord show you kindness. Now, I want us to see, like, that's a prayer, guys. It might not seem like Naomi is doing much praying here, but what she's doing is she's praying first. Like, we just, we say that all the time here at Blaze, right? We started our year Uh, like Joe was saying this morning, with 21 days of prayer, a fasting of just going after God, like we pray first because we know when we put him first, everything else comes into alignment. And that's what Naomi is doing here for her family. She's saying, may the Lord bless you. Like she's praying a prayer of blessing over them. I want you to see that that's really powerful. And again, it may not look like she's doing a whole lot of praying, but she's saying, I believe in a God who is sovereign over your life and who has the power to bless you. Can I encourage us this morning? Pray for your family members. Pray for those ones that you, you have this natural affection and love and you don't have to think about it, but pray for the ones that are extra grace required. Like parents, as your kids go out the door to school in the morning, pray for them. God, would you bless them? Would you watch over them? Would you be with them? Would they know that they have your light and your love to share with their friends? Like prayer is powerful, guys. We know this and we get to pray for our family members. Pray first. Number two that we see, uh, Naomi acknowledges their kindness. Again, imagine this, this mother who lost her husband and lost her two sons. She has her daughters-in-law and her daughters-in-law have walked through this season of tremendous grief with her. And Naomi is, she's just recognizing that. Like simply put, she's like, she's just acknowledging their kindness. Guys, if, if you haven't noticed, we're, we're kind of practical today. <laughs> like how do we love our families? It, it might be more practical and, and hands-on than we realize, but She's acknowledging their kindness. She's remembering what they did for her in her immense time of grief and loss. And she's expressing appreciation. Uh, This is one that I need a reminder of because I can go about my day and like have these moments where I'm like, oh man, I love my wife. Like she's doing so much with the kids. And then I like carry on and I don't tell her like, Joe, that doesn't do much for her or for me, right? Like it's express your love, express your appreciation for your family members is a powerful thing. Let's keep reading. So in verse nine of Ruth one, Naomi continues and she says, may the Lord grant that each of you will find rest in the home of another husband. Then she kissed them goodbye and they wept aloud. So again, this, this moment, what's happening here? Like Naomi is telling them like, hey, 
The famine's over. I'm going to go back to my homeland. You guys stay here, she says to her daughter's-in-law. Because like, this is your land. This is, this is the place that you know. She's saying, I want you to be well. And what she's doing here is she's saying, I want the best for you. She said, like, I, I could imagine, like, they're, they're weeping aloud. Like, they don't want to. She doesn't want to be separated from her daughters-in-law. But Naomi's saying, what am I doing here? Like, I'm in a foreign land. I'm going to go back to my homeland. Like, the famine's over. There's no reason for me to stay. But you guys, you stay here because that's what's best for you. Like, she's genuinely wanting safety and security provision for her daughters-in-law. And that's, that's our third point here. Like, desire the best for your family. Want the best for them. I take that to prayer. God, would you bless them and give them everything they need? But I recognize this is sometimes easy, um, but sometimes it's very hard. Uh, let's be honest. Sometimes this feels impossible, okay? <laughs> Especially for those extra grace required, those situations where we're saying, nah, I don't know, God. I don't think there's any restoration to be found here. And I know that we can all relate to moments like that. Maybe you're walking through that this morning. Something's fresh of mind. And I just want to say this, like when a family member has hurt us, this is extremely hard to actually want the best for them. And I know that we don't have all the time to delve into that, how deep your pain may be today. But I do want to recognize this, that God has so much to say when it comes to forgiveness and restoration and being free from those moments that just really turn our lives upside down. Like he has restoration and forgiveness for your heart, for their heart. Just take it to Jesus. Like that's all I'll say. Just, just bring it to Jesus. Bring it to him in prayer. He knows and he has healing and restoration for you. So if we continue reading, Ruth and Orpah, these daughters-in-law, they say this next to their mother-in-law. They say to her, we will go back with your people. We will go back with you to your people. So there's kind of this back and forth. Um, I don't know if you guys ever had this experience. We would always go out to dinner with my family, um, and they'd always be fighting over the bill. But not fighting like, no, you pay. And it was like, no, I want to pay. Like grabbing the receipt, tearing it in half is, is crazy. Uh, but that's what this reminds me of. It's kind of like this back and forth there where Naomi's like, hey, I'm going to go. That's what's best for you. And the daughters-in-laws are like, no, we're going to stay with you, mom. We are not going to let you go. And we're seeing here this, this fourth example of how to love our families. There, there's this sacrificial love going on. Right There's this thinking about, hey, what's best for you? But there's, there's also this, like Naomi and Ruth are saying, no, like, we're not, we're not going to stay here. We're going to come with you. We're not going to leave you. Like, they're showing this family love that is sacrificial. And I want to say this. We can all recognize this. This type of family love will always cost you something, won't it? Like, whether it's time or money or energy or all three and beyond. Come on, parents, right? Like this type of love will always cost you something, but it's always worth it. Like, let's be real. This is the type of love that Jesus showed us on the cross when he gave everything for us. Again, we're talking about how when we're marked with this type of love, we are then empowered to demonstrate this love for our families. 
The next verse says, but Naomi said, return home, my daughters. Why would you come with me? Again, there's this back and forth, right? She says, am I going to have any more sons who could become your husbands? Like she's thinking about their future. Like you guys need to get remarried. You need to have safety, stability. Again, this is a time where the man would provide. That was just kind of the culture there predominantly. So for Naomi, she's saying like, I need to go back to my homeland, but you guys like stay here in the land that you know, like remarry, have a family. I want the best for you. But they're putting each other's interests before themselves. They're thinking of each other before themselves. And now if I could speak to this, I know this doesn't necessarily come naturally (laughs) for uh, all of us, let's be honest, but it is possible through God. They're saying, I want the best for you. I want to put you first. And I just don't miss this. Like, again, it sounds real simple on the surface, but how impactful is it to experience and to be able and empowered to give the type of love that puts somebody first, like freely, like enjoying that giving of like, no, like, I really just want to put you first. Like, that's the type of love that God's love marks us with and enables us to love our family. So from here, tracking with the story, so Orpa, one of the daughters-in-law, she decides to stay. But Naomi, uh, but rather, but Ruth insisted on going with Naomi. Here's what it says in Ruth 1.14. At this, they wept aloud again, and then Orpa kissed her mother-in-law goodbye. But Ruth clung to her. Ruth clung to her. It says, I, like, I love that strong language. Um, it reminds me of when my five-year-old, like in the morning on a day when she doesn't want me to go to work, which is quite often, if I'm honest, um, she'll just stand at the front door and go, nah, like you're not going anywhere. And I'm like, baby, I'll go out the back door if I need to. Like, I need to go to work if you want to eat. And then the next thing, the number two that she'll pull is she'll, she'll cling to my leg. Like, she's, nope, I got your leg and you're not going anywhere, dad. Uh, that's sort of like what I'm thinking about here. Like maybe not in this like childish way, but Ruth is literally like, I am not letting go of you, mom. Like I'm not letting you go. Like you can't convince me out of this. I will stay with you no matter what. And man, this, this just really hit me. Like this type of love and determination, this type of loyalty and devotion. You guys see that? Like, it's a type of love that says, I will not leave you. And I want you to imagine, imagine today, again, with all the family members that are uh, in your mind, in your heart this morning, imagine if you had that type of determination and love for your family members. Uh, even the ones <laughs> that, let's be honest, we don't want to, what would that look like? Well, the reality is, is we don't have to necessarily imagine what it looks like. I'll tell, tell you what it looks like. It looks like restoration. It looks like healing. It looks like love and forgiveness and peace. Like these things are truly possible in our literal families because of the love of God that we have been given. Is this hard? Yeah. I'll be the first to say this is impossible if not for Jesus, if not for having experienced his love in our lives. Romans 12 says it like this when it's talking about devoted love. Uh, Paul writes these words to believers. He says, be devoted to one another in love. 
honor one another above yourselves. Honor one another above yourselves. So I know we ran through that list of six ways to practically love our family. Who remembers them all? Good, me neither. That's why I have some notes. So I'm going to put it on the screen. Um, I encourage you, take a picture of this. Um, jot them down quick. Maybe the one that sticks out to you the most. But uh, just real quickly, these six practical ways to love our family. Pray for them. Express appreciation. Desire the best for them. Sacrifice for them. Put their interests above yours. And be loyal and devoted. Man, we could turn this into a prayer, right? Like, Lord, help me to love with this type of love because, man, is that hard? <laughs> and is that hard to do all the time? And yet that's the type of love that he gives us, this all the time, this never-ending, never-ceasing type of love. And now I, I want to say this. We can be as determined as we could possibly be. I got my six ways. I'm going to focus on this, Joe, during the week. I'm going to love my wife and my kids. And then a moment comes. Can I get an amen, somebody? You know what this moment is. It, it, look, it looks like a lot of things. For me, it could be toys all over the house and screaming, and my voice just goes up way too fast. And I'm not loving in a way that I'm talking about. So how? Like, how can we have such determination and yet fall short? Well, the reality is that determination is not enough. We, we could all feel that, right? We could try our best but the reality is, is we need Jesus. Come on, somebody. Like, we need Jesus to love in this type of way. And I want to say this. Family love may be best understood in the word reconciliation. Just say that word with me. Say reconciliation. What is that? Well, to reconcile is to restore. It's to bring back to a whole and healthy state. It's like something is broken, but this act of reconciliation comes and it restores and it heals and it makes whole and it makes well again. Like, think about that. Isn't that what God did for our lives? As we were marked by sin and broken in our hearts and disconnected in relationship with him, this is the work of the cross, guys. This is Jesus's work to reconcile us back to him and God wants to heal and restore our relationships in our literal families. How? Again, it's only possible through him. It's only possible by becoming part of a new family, of the family of God. See, we're talking about our literal families this morning, and there's also the family of God. It's, it's us in this room. It's believers in Jesus who say, yeah, I need a savior. I need to be adopted by this heavenly father who will then call me a son and a daughter. Can we just give God some praise? Like we are adopted children of God. We are changed. And because we are part of a, family, a new family, we've been given a new command. Here's the command. Jesus said it. John 13, 34, he said, a new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. Like, did you hear what Jesus said? He said, a new command I give you. Now, if you've ever heard this verse, or if you're hearing it for the first time now, you may think, how is this a new command? I, we've been talking about this all morning, and I'm sure, like, they've talked about this, 
since the time before Jesus, the disciples must have been thinking here like, Jesus, why are you saying this is a new command? Like we know this command from the law, from the Shema, from the written word that God has given. And yet here's the reason why it's a new command. It's because they would experience his love for the first time as the savior of the world was sent from heaven, as the son of God stepped into human flesh and died on that cross and paid the price for our sins that we could never pay so that we could know the love of the father once again. Like that's why it's a new command. And that's the command that we are invited into today to become adopted children of God. We'll say it this way. Being part of a new family helps us love our family in a new way. You say that out loud. Say, being part of a new family helps us love our family. Mm -hmm. It's so true. Like what was normal, (laughs) our normal patterns, that now becomes like not normal. That now becomes the old patterns. If you read the New Testament, you'll find language that Paul uses like living by the spirit, not by the flesh. What does that mean? It means, hey, I've got this natural inclination, like this tug of sin that's on my heart to respond in a way that I know all too well how to respond to. And yet the grace of God can mark our lives in a way that we throw our hands up and say, God, I can't do this. I need you. I need to live by the Spirit. Holy Spirit, come. Like you live inside of me, cause me to be able to love in a way that only you can do through my life. So if, if you're here today and you're saying like, yeah, I want this, I want this type of love. If you're with me, like I need more of this family love in my heart, in my life, so that I can love how I truly need to love others. But where do I begin? <laughs> right, that's the question again. How do we do this? Well, first and foremost, I just want to say, if you have not received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, like today is an awesome day. Today is a day when the Bible says heaven celebrates when a prodigal comes home. Every single one of us, like when we come home to the Father and say, I need you. I can't do this on my own. And I need a Savior to pay the price for all the wrong, all the sin that I've done. Like, I just invite you, if that's you, you've never prayed that, we're going to pray in a moment. And I want to invite you to know the Father's love for you. He loves you with an unending love, with the love that we've been talking about all morning, this type of love, he loves you. Well, yeah, what if, what about my past, this, that? No, he loves you. He sees you. He knows you completely and he invites you to know him. It's for every single one of us. And I'll also say this this morning, Blaze Church is here to walk with you. For every single one of us in this space, we need to hear this continually. Like we are not alone. Blaze Church is here to walk with you because we can all relate to this message this morning. We go through times when things are okay, things are good, things are great. We go through moments when they're not. And this is why we have small group. This is why we have the family of God to pray for each other. And we are here Blaze Church is here to help you on this journey. I have something fun that I want to kind of do with you this morning. And uh, this, anybody knows, know, know what this is? Diana, what is this? This is a 
Blaze Family Growth Track Box. That's right. Anybody know what the growth track is? All right, a couple cans. Can I tell you what the growth track is? Because this is your next step. Let me connect the dots for you. So Blaze Church created this custom for you so that you can belong, believe, and become all that God wants you to be. I know it's a very pastor thing, all the bees, I tried it, all right? But we really do believe that, like to belong in the family of God, to believe in all that Jesus has done for you, and to see like God has more for your life. Wherever we are in our relationship with God, wherever we are, maybe not in our relationship, like God has more for you. The growth track is for you. Uh, can I give you permission to take out your phones right now? Everybody take out your phone. Take out your phone. Scan the QR code. I want you to take this home. And I really want to encourage you, like, complete the growth track tonight. Do it this week. Man, the, the time that this takes, it's like 60 minutes for the first step. Interactive video to just really walk you through what God has done for you, what your next step is in your purpose. And to make it a little fun for us, can I do a little unboxing of this if my music stand doesn't fall over? I don't know, you guys don't sound excited. Should I do this? There we go. We got a nice little sticker. So right now, it's like, you ever try to like take that sticker off nice and then you just get to a point where you're like, you know what, I'm just gonna tear this box open. That's what I just did. All right, so complete your growth track and you're gonna get this little welcome to Blaze family. Again, we truly do know that we're part of a family of God. And dude, like look at this mug, come on. Don't you want this mug? I, I love this mug. I have it sitting on my desk at work. And uh, every now and again, I'll get my occasional cup of coffee, you know, like seven, eight a day, something like that. Uh, and I'll, I'll fill this guy up. And guys, it really does remind me like I'm part of the family of God. And on my days where work is crazy and I'm not feeling it, I look over at this and I say, you know what? Like, I know my Blaze family is praying for me. Can we place this in your hands? Like, just get on, take the growth track. It's going to be awesome. A couple other goodies in here. You got pen, you got other little cards, um, and you got a little notebook to take notes in church, like today. It's awesome. <laughs> so that's great. Really encourage you guys. Hop on, take the growth track. It really is an excellent next step for your spiritual journey in knowing God more. Um, as we conclude our time together, I, I just want to share one final thought with you, and that's this. We've said it before, but I'll say it one, once more this way. God's love through you is only possible by receiving God's love for you. Like we can't just go and do and be who we need to be if we have not first encountered the love of God. For, like for me personally, for you personally. A lot, of, a lot of us in the room today, a lot of stories. God sees you, he knows you by name, and he calls to you. He just says, come child, come know me more, know my love. I invite you to know him more. Let me take a moment as the worship team comes up. We'll respond in a moment of worship together uh, but first, let's, let's just pray together with every head bowed, every eye closed. First, God, I want to pray for those in this space that are saying, yes, I need to experience this type of love for the very first time. Um, an undeniable, uncontainable love from God. 
our Heavenly Father. Lord, I pray in this moment that you would just speak to those hearts that are in this place, watching online. Lord, I thank you that you sent Jesus to that cross. And I thank you that when we turn to you, the Bible says that all who call on the name of the Lord are saved. I thank you that it's a work of grace. I thank you that it's nothing that we can do to earn your love, to earn forgiveness, and to earn eternal life here and for the life to come. So I pray, God, for every single heart that is opening to you right now in this moment, saying, yes, I need Jesus as my Savior. Would you shower them with your love right now? And God, for all of us in this space, we need your love, God. Lord, for the difficult moments in our lives, Lord, for the good moments in our lives, let us not forget that in ourselves, we don't have this type of love. Lord, inevitably, even with the best determination, we will fall short. And yet your grace covers us. Yet you still invite us to that throne of repentance, of mercy, of forgiveness. We give you praise in this place, God. We don't deserve it. And yet you have given freely and abundantly and without restraint. God, I thank you that you are a God of abundance. You don't just give enough, you give more than enough. I pray for faith to rise in our hearts, to look at the situations that seem and feel impossible, to say, no, the God that I serve is over this. Jesus over everything. You are the God over impossible situations, the God of possible. Lord, we ask you to restore, to heal, to continue to do your healing work in our hearts that we may love our family members well. We thank you for what you're doing in Jesus' name. Amen.